Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard. And we have a jam-packed show for you this week. Lots to talk about. Uh, plenty of games that we will get to and cover in the first segment of the show. Like I, uh, we said last time, we're kind of back on a regular format. So we'll cover those games real quick, uh, kind of group them together uh, since they're playing some of the same teams back-to-back. And then our middle segment, we have tons to talk about the Ducks. There's some trade rumors out there. A lot of news about Zegris. Everybody wants him up to play in Anaheim. So we'll cover some of the goals games um, down there as well. And then we have our good, bad, and ugly segment again as we talk about the Ducks and, and what's going right and, uh, well, what's what's going wrong <laughs> with the team. So we'll break all that down. And, of course, our fan questions and league news as well. So when we left off last time, the Ducks were doing okay uh, at some things and, and not at others. But then... <laughs> Uh, since the last show, they went on this bad losing streak, Eddie. Uh, they, they lost to Arizona, and they lost the uh, the two games very badly to St. Louis, who, of course, is now in the Ducks division. Um, just we'll, we'll kind of break these down a little bit, but what's your thoughts on these games? Uh, I, I just I really didn't like what I saw in, in these uh, three games, Eddie. Uh, just the lack of scoring, as we talked about, has been a problem. Um, the lack of consistency uh, and grit as well. I just thought, uh, man, these last three games are pretty troubling uh, watching. Oh yeah, and then Arizona that that second period was just terror. It was just so hard to watch because the Ducks weren't even there and, and just left their goalie out to dry again. Like how many times we're we gonna have to repeat this and do the same same thing? Like I don't understand why the Ducks just can't play a, a full game and they just they, they just don't always show up. I, I know Getzoff mentioned that it's impossible to play to, to come out and play a, a whole sixty minute game, but maybe that's why they're in the bottom of the standings and the bottom in all these stats. Because they're not just having that that fire or motivation to come out there and play and give it their all for those full sixty minutes. It's just terrible when you just go out there, skate for the first period, and just pretty much you should just stay in the locker room in the second period and let your goalie handle all of it. Because that's what you, pretty much you're doing. Just if you're not out in the ice, your goalie has more opportunity to see the puck. But damn, it's getting hard to watch when the Ducks just don't come out and play those full periods. It, it gets to the point where we should just watch just two periods of hockey, then the other period we can just screw around and do something else. I don't know, play a word puzzle or something. Who knows? Maybe more entertaining than watching the Ducks doing what they've been doing. Well, you know what's kind of interesting? You talk about the periods and, and how the Ducks aren't consistent, right? And they're, they're usually doing okay in two and then not the third period. Uh, uh, not necessarily the third period, but one of the three periods, right? Uh, the old Ducks, we remember, right? They would do terrible in the second period. That was like, oh my God, man, they'd come out in the first period, do fine. Go in the second period, just get destroyed, and then have to rally in the third. The, this team this year, it's like you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, this this game actually wasn't that bad. The Arizona one in the beginning, the Ducks scored first. Uh, Silverberg got on, on, on the board. You know, that line's starting to get some more goals finally and, and, and get some offense. And then, you know, they give up one in the second period. And then, you know, they give up all those goals in the third. They actually did get a power play goal for once this year. You know, Heinen scored, and Heinen's been you know, getting some tallies too as well. So, um, you know, the power play finally getting on the board. They also got one power play goal in those couple games against uh, St. Louis. It's kind of the only silver lining really in these three games. But it's, it's frustrating because you just don't know what period this team is not going to show up. So you look at the Arizona game. 
And, you know, it was basically the third period is when they got kind of taken over and blown out of the water. Well, you go to the first game against uh, St. Louis, they give up three goals in just over two minutes to start the game. And you already knew, like, okay, this game's over. (laughs) I mean, once that started, I was like, all right, this is going to be a long night. I mean, I didn't even, you know, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I'm still on there tweeting it out and putting out what's going on following it. But you kind of had to know uh, this is going to be a long evening. And they got just destroyed. Um, and that one, I mean, good news was Max Jones got on the board. You know, he got a goal, which uh, now we know that he's out with an injury, undisclosed injury, and he hasn't played in the last couple of recent games. But, uh, you know, the Ducks, then they still got destroyed in that game, 6-1. to one. And then, you know, they played the other game against St. Louis and, and same thing. But it's like, it's just different periods. You don't know. Sometimes it's the first period. Sometimes it's the third. Um, it's, I don't know. This team is very frustrating because you look at these games and it's not only that they play poorly in one period, but they get killed on the scoreboard, Eddie. And I think that's the problem. You can have a bad period. You can have a bad couple of minutes in a game. But once this team gets down two or three goals, they're screwed because they're not even averaging two goals a game. Oh, yeah. And you can't really fault the Ducks too much, I guess, against St. Louis besides their, their poor play. Because St. Louis is a great team. They have a lot of... They have a lot of firepower. They have a lot of superstars. Their goaltending is pretty good. It's it's really hard to fault uh, fault them on that. But still, it's just to, to come out and let you know pretty much just just roll over and, and show your belly. It's just that's not the way a professional hockey team is supposed to conduct themselves. They're supposed to, yeah, I don't care if you're down those three or four goals. You just keep digging and keep digging, and who knows? Maybe you can catch up or at least have some pride in yourselves and your team and. And you can hold your head up high after the game saying like, hey, you know what, at least we, we gave it our all. Obviously, we, we played against a way better team. But yeah, some of these games, you can't you can't do that. You can't hold your head up high. You, just, you can't you know, go and drink your wine or that beer and act like you really deserve that because you definitely don't. You deserve water if that. But it's just it's getting really frustrating. But you know what, I, I, I'm glad this is happening because a lot of, uh, I guess, false hope was happening. The Ducks you know, were winning games and people thought, oh, they're going to make the playoffs. But I think it's a good thing to bring fans back to reality to let them know that, hey, this win-now mentality that Murray keeps talking about is not happening and, and this team's not a playoff team. And our fans deserve and should you know expect way better than what we've seen the production and what management is doing with this team. I just, I guess that's one silver lining to take from from Ducks coming back to reality. I, I do want to back up real quick, Mike, back to the Arizona game with John Gibson. I, I really want to know what Connor Garland said to him to set to set him off. Like it just because Gibson's usually, yeah, if you piss him off, he's gonna go after you. But he's not one to go and try to start things. So I, I don't know what Garland said to him to set him off, but that was just the funniest thing, and that was, I guess, the highlight of that game for me. Yeah, and we've seen that before with Gibson, right? We've seen things happen and you know he gets frustrated or or someone takes a you know a cheap run at him or something this one was a little bit different you're right because he skated by him you see him say something and then Gibson just grabs him and throws him down like a rag doll I was cracking up but you know what I I would take a goalie like that any day you know what if someone's going to come up and talk trash like that um, it shows that he's a competitor and if he's going to get two minutes for roughing on that guy because he came up and said something stupid, obviously. He said something to tick him off. We still don't know. Uh, I'm all for that. And I like that about Gibson. I, I like that fact. I mean, he's not getting you know Jonathan Quick crazy and breaking his stick on a post because of some stupid call or something. But he's defending himself when things like that happen or players try to take advantage of him, which, I mean, he should. 
So I, I agree with you. That's one, and that's one of our bright spots. Obviously, we talked about that uh, last week's show, and this week again, he's under the good category, of course. When we get to that, so he's still been uh, doing well. Uh, you know, the, I mean, the only bad thing that really happened was this last St. Louis game. Unfortunately, that was one, but that, but that was also bad defense too in the beginning. Uh, those those goals in the beginning were just ridiculous. Giving up a breakaway right away like that. Uh, and, and some things like that. So I don't put that whole St. Louis game on him, though, yeah, he could have done a little better. But overall, besides that game and the uh, very first game against Vegas, um, Gibson's been pretty solid for most of the season. And like you said, I agree. Uh, his temperament, I'm all for it. So um, that's been one thing that's helped uh, this team. But, um, you know, it's just been a struggle. Like we said, they don't know which period um, that they, they, they can't figure out a rhythm, I think, and it's kind of hurting them. And, you know, you talk about the win now mentality of things. I, I do like one thing uh, that we saw in the second game is that, you know, Henrique did not do well in that first game against St. Louis. So then he was benched in the second game. And uh, I, I mean, I, I liked it. And I know some people were like, oh, well, you know, he hasn't been playing that bad. Well, I mean, he was negative three in that game, uh, the first one, and he didn't really look himself. And, you know, uh, maybe he just needed a night off. So. I, I like that uh, Dallas Akins is holding people accountable. And if you think that um, you know it wasn't justified, uh, I think it was. I, I don't think that he gave it his all the night before. I don't think he was the only one. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that went wrong in that first game against St. Louis, but um, he hasn't been doing a whole lot this season as expected. We talked about that line; they're finally starting to get some stuff put together. But I do like the fact that uh, Akins is trying to hold people accountable because, I mean, like you said, Eddie, you know, we're probably not going to be a serious contender this year unless some crazy trades are made, which we've got some rumors on those we'll talk about. Actually, we'll come up here in a second. But um, I, I just like the fact that the coach is doing that. I, and, and I don't think that he's the problem. No, as a fan of, uh, of Henrique's, I didn't like him being benched. But then, it, like you said, it was the right thing to do. It sends a message. He played poorly that first game, and and the coach got tired of it. Like, hey, you know, I don't care what what your status is on this team, rookie, veteran, or it doesn't matter if you have a, a crap game like that, and you haven't been playing to your potential, or especially if you're a veteran player, it's not like him. He he has a lot more potential. The goals he scored last season, then you're gonna be benched. That sends a huge message to everybody. It sends a message to the young guys too. Like, hey. You know, this veteran that, that's been in the league for a while, that, that had a good season, he's probably one of the Ducks' top players. He's on that first that first line. They benched him. It's like, it, you know, it, it doesn't fly like that. I'm glad I'm glad it happened. It sucks because I like Henrique, but that's just the fan in me saying that. But it was the right thing to do, and, and hopefully it, it's, it keeps, like, sparks fire in him and the rest of the team knowing, like, hey, you have to play better. You have to be better, regardless if if you have this mindset already that hey, no one expects you to win, and you're not expected to win because of the roster you have. It doesn't matter. You, you're still a professional athlete, and, and professional comes first. And you have to, you know, project that on the ice each time you play. You're getting paid to play the greatest game in the world. Uh, that should be enough motivation as it is to go out there and, and put on a show, and not really put on a show, but to play hard and and be tough to play against. At least make those teams earn those two points, not just give it to them. Yeah, I agree 100, percent and it's a good way to motivate someone to have them bounce back. Especially like you said, it's not just a rookie player; it's one of the senior guys as well. And of course, that sparked you know trade rumors and whatnot and talk, uh, which there'll be a couple more that we'll talk about, but we'll talk about this one now because it's at this point in time of when it happened when he was benched 
And then you saw all the rumors flying. People were like, oh, what's going on? You know, is he going to be traded the next day or whatnot? You know, that was a big thing that people were talking about. And one of my sources did hit me up and told me this was kind of interesting. He said that the New Jersey Devils were interested in bringing him back. And I thought that that was interesting at first. But, you know, looking at it, it made some sense uh, for them to try to do that. The Ducks would clear $5.8 million in salary cap, and they have Henrique signed until the 23-24 season. And New Jersey does have 6.7 available in cap space right now. So it's something that they could work out and do. And I heard that it was involving a couple different players that would go for Henrique. Um, so it was something that was talked about. I don't think it's going to happen, at least not right now. But I would keep an eye on it and see also because the Devils do have that cap space that they may try to make some other kind of move even if they don't you know try to get Henrique back uh, you know that might not happen but I, I would definitely keep an eye on them especially come trade deadline Eddie yeah I, um, yeah he, he's one of those players that could get a, a good return if it's New Jersey or if it's another team uh, New Jersey would probably make sense and, and if they want him back that you know that would make sense when they traded him they needed uh, they needed a hole filled in their blue line, so uh, that was that trade. Um, his cap is going to be a, a little bit of an issue for them, I, I believe, too. Yeah, they do have the cap space, but if they want to bring in someone else, it just that five point eight seems a little bit too much right now for Henrique. I, I I thought it was a little too much when they first signed him, so that that, that might be a problem. But I mean, he was loved over there in New Jersey. Their fans loved him. Uh, it's, it'd be a good move, I guess, for them. I guess marketing, but. I just can't see. I don't know. I I can't see them going that route. Who knows? Anything can happen. But I can come trade deadline. I think he's one of the names you can actually look forward to, as far as as being traded. He'll bring, like I said, he'll he'll fetch a hefty return if the Ducks, you know, can get out of this win now mentality and start preparing for the future. This is something they can look forward to the trading because he'll get tons of suitors and and they can make a pretty good deal for the Ducks. It's gonna suck seeing him if he leaves because he's one of my favorite players. But you know what? It's business and whatever puts the Ducks on top and gets them to start winning again and being contenders again. I'm all for it as long as they don't touch Delorier. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. You talk about Delorier, right? So the Ducks then uh, get out of this losing streak, I, I think largely because of Delorier. Uh, they, they beat the L.A. Kings, right? They only played them in one game, kind of a, a weird setup. Uh, most of the games are back-to-back, -back, but the Ducks ended that losing streak, thankfully. They get right off to a fight in the puck drop. Deloria and McDermott, you see them chipping and chirping each other right in the beginning. They go at it. And this was one of the Ducks' best performances. You know, they they had 43 shots on goal, the highest total this season, uh, to the Kings' 21. Uh, they pretty much dominated this game all over the place except for the scoreboard. Uh, they, you know, got out to a 2-1 to one lead and kind of held it there for a long, long time. Uh, basically in the second period on until um, you know the third when Delorier then ended up getting an empty net goal to salt it away but I liked what I saw in this game uh, Ducks dominating the the face-offs the puck possession uh, playing physical um, they had opportunities they just they just didn't score as much as I wanted to in this game Eddie but uh, overall like hey you're, you're you're on a losing streak three games you're playing your crosstown rival. What a great way to break it and get out of that. Oh, yeah. I was so happy to see them 
beat LA. That was just that's cool. It was just a highlight. Like I'm I'm coming into this game like just please beat the Kings. Like I, I don't care if you beat them in a shootout. I don't care if it's one. It's a stupid goal that goes in. I don't care. Just do anything possible to beat the Kings. And Deloria set the tone right away, and he got rewarded with the with a nice little goal. Beats the goalie even though the goalie wasn't in the net. Still, <laughs> he beat him mentally, I guess, because I'm pretty sure the goalie was still pissed off that that goal went in his net even though he wasn't in there. But you have to give credit to Cal Peterson for the Kings. That kid's been playing amazing. I mean, he's the reason why this score wasn't 5-1, 6-1, because it could have been an absolute blowout. Uh, and he was in uh, quick breaking a stick and throwing a tantrum like he usually does. But, but I think it was, an, it was a really, really good game. And the Kings, yeah, they're, they're like a, a bottom team too, but they, they, they've been playing pretty decent this season. So it wasn't just... The Ducks played a really horrible team and just kind of walked all over them. They still had to earn that win, but it was, it was a really good performance by by the Ducks, and I liked it. It was cool. They they finally outshot a team to they, by by pretty much almost double. It was just really good to see the fighting, the the tempo of the game, that that rivalry still there. Uh, just I, the only thing that was lacking is just the fans being in the building. It's just the fans. That's the only thing. But it was a good game. I'm glad they beat LA, and hopefully they can continue beating LA through the whole season because it'd be a really cool thing to do is have a sweep against LA. You know, it's funny you mentioned about you know the no fans. So for some of you that may not know, but uh, when the Ducks are playing at home, I'll text uh, Phil Hewitt back and forth about some of the games and like what's going on, and um, <laughs> he was talking about that. I said, so how is it with no fans? Like, is it just extremely weird or what? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Because he's sitting there, you know, calling out penalties, yelling Anaheim Ducks goal, and there, there's nobody around. I mean, there's no one booing. There's no one cheering. They got, you know, the fake noise and all that stuff. But it, it's just, it's awkward. Um, so it's just, it's just a little side note. I just thought of that because you brought it up. But um, back to this game, uh, one thing that came up was that Deloria got a Gordie Howe hat trick. And I noticed some people asked questions about that. They didn't know what it was or some people wanted it explained. So as, as you know, a regular hat trick, a, a player scores three goals in a game. Uh, just anywhere in the game, they, they get at least three goals. That's a regular hat trick. A natural hat trick, which we actually saw uh, Deloria do that before, um, you have to score three times in a row, uh, which is very, very difficult. So uninterrupted, you score your, you know, your team three goals. You know, It just doesn't happen. But Sometimes it, it can, where you get three scores um, consecutively. Well, the Gordie Howe one, which it, it's not like a real hat trick stat, but the way it works is is when a player gets a fight, a goal, and assist. And that's what Delorier did in this game against LA. So that's kind of the breakdown of that. And a kind of a fun fact, Eddie, is that uh, this Gordie Howe hat trick in his illustrious career, he had only done it two times. Kind of interesting. Yeah, you know what? I actually didn't know that until I saw your notes. I'm like, what the heck? I thought it was a little more than that. But I guess, well, he's a hell of a player, so I guess he, he earns that title. But it's, it's always fun to see. I wish, well, I guess to me, it's, it's a stat that matters. It's something like, oh, he got a Gordie Howe hat trick. It's awesome. Especially for, uh, for Deloria. He's, he's playing pretty good this season. I hope he, he continues that up. I, I do want to see him fight more because that, that's, that's my style. I like that, that hardcore style. But you know what? If he's... He, if he's getting points on the board, then good for him. Uh, he, he deserves it. Uh, I wouldn't mind him fighting again, especially uh, puck drop. That was just unexpected, and it was awesome. It's, it set the tone for the freeway faceoff. Oh, absolutely. I love the way that game started. And, and Go I ahead, Eddie. The, I, I wish the fans were there because like, I, I know it's L.A., but I know like 
both sides would have went just nuts. And that would have set the tone for the fans too. And that game would have been loud and obnoxious with the LA fans. But it, it would have been really uh, it been really fun to see live. And I, I really hope we can get to these games again. I doubt it this season. But I guess we have to make our, our way to other states to go watch some hockey. They're definitely watch the Ducks in Arizona. They'll be playing there this month. Yeah, I was thinking about that. You know, I did go to Nevada and I was out there actually when the Ducks played the first couple games against Vegas and they weren't allowing fans. So I was kind of bummed because I had just happened to, wasn't even a plan, but just happened to be out there. And the way that their rules were set up, you can't go. So yeah, if you're going to take a road trip, uh, it looks like Arizona is your best bet right now unless something changes. And speaking of rivalries too, you know, the Ducks then also played the Sharks in back-to-back games. And this is kind of wild. Both these games went to shootouts. The first one was wild and entertaining. Um, the, the Sharks came out scoring first, and then the Ducks dropped three on them in the second period, one of their best periods. Of course, then followed by one of their worst periods. The third period, they gave up three straight goals back to San Jose, and then they ended up going into overtime in a shootout. Couldn't get any scores in the shootout and lost. Uh, we know how well the Ducks do in overtime and shootouts. They, they lost uh, three games in bonus hockey so far this year. They go to the you know, second game, a little bit more tame, a 1-1 game, closer checking, uh, a tighter battle. Um, they did give up a goal in the first 11 seconds, and I was like, oh, please, let's not have this be like the Vegas or St. Louis contest again, and it wasn't. They actually played really well in this game for long stretches of time, and they won this one in the shootout, so they finally got a, a win with bonus hockey. So uh, I like these games. I thought the Ducks did play better in these two um, like we said, compared to you know St. Louis and Arizona in those games, um, just that third period in the first uh, meeting wasn't very uh, you know well um, done. But um, you know overall, I think they played great, especially that uh, that overtime in the second game. I, I, I thought they were going to win. They they owned the puck, which that was one of their best three on three overtimes that I had seen, uh, where they didn't score, but they really um, handled the puck uh, in that second game pretty well, Eddie. Yeah, it's just unfortunate they lost that first game. I, I, it would have been really cool. Like, if the Ducks have doing their – like, if they just do horrible and really, really, really bad, like did, like Red Wings bad this season, but they just beat the crap out of San Jose and the Kings and sweep those in, the, in their little series, that would have been cool. It, it sucks that they, they lost that lead because it seemed like they just – they had that fiery momentum from L.A. and they were bringing it to San Jose. And just, like, when you were watching the game, like, okay, they're going to – you know, boom! They score, they score, they score. Okay, now now it's you know it's looking like it's gonna take off. And San Jose has a their goaltending issues. They haven't been too great on goaltending, minus that second game when they they played well. But it just it sucks that they 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 let San Jose kind of walk back into the game. And that's what I'm talking about again, like not coming out prepared or playing those full games. If they would have played that full game, there's no way the San Jose Sharks would have came back and won. But it's the, I guess they still get a point for people that that care about that. But they losing the shootout was just bad. But the second game was better and they actually got the win. Um, I don't know what was up with throwing Shattenkirk uh, on there in the shootout thing. I don't they just want to piss off Ducks fans even more because he's been in the doghouse for a lot of Ducks fans. I was almost afraid to post his birthday things. I, I didn't want Ducks fans to just like absolutely go nuts and crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I had people hit, hitting me up too about that. They're like. Okay, you, you know, you have Terry and Comtois and they score and then they're like, 
what the hell is Shattenkirk doing in there? And I'm like, I, I don't know. And he's in our doghouse too. He'll he'll be in our uh, under the bad part of our good, bad, and ugly segment that's coming up. So I'll, I'll save that for there. But yeah, I, I, I don't understand that. I mean, it worked out and the Ducks won, thankfully. But yeah, okay. I don't know why he, he, you would throw him on a shootout. I, I agree with all you out there that were messaging me going, what the hell is going on? I'm like, I, I don't know. Uh, one good thing, though, in this game also is uh, Lundstrom got his first NHL goal. And Ryan Miller keeps eking up in the stats here. Uh, he got his 388th victory. Uh, he's one away from tying Dominic Hasek for 14th place in all-time wins. And then he also got his 60th shootout win. He only needs one more to tie the all-time leader of Henrik uh, Lundqvist. So some good stuff there, Eddie. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure Lundestrom, he planned that first goal the way it went. And he <laughs> his mind. That's how his first goal is going to get scored. Congratulations to him. He, you know what? Go to the front of the net. Good things will happen. That That's exactly what he did. Yeah, it's a, it's a really lucky bounce for him. But you know what? That still counts as a goal. And he still did his job. If he wasn't there, he wouldn't have scored that goal. And, and Ducks probably would have lost this game. Who knows? So, you know, good for him. Congratulations. Hopefully he gets that first one and he's hungry for more. And he'll start kind of rolling in and coming in. Uh, contract year, too. So he wants to get paid those extra dollars. Start putting that puck in the back of the net. And you're surely to get a few more thousand dollars for that. Yeah, I heard that they were planning that. Like, they purposely had practice. He was, like, standing there, and he's like, if I jump this way, I can deflect it in. No, just just kidding. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a great to see him get on there. Like you said, hopefully he'll start getting some more. So that's a little, like, recap of just the games real quick, what's going on, and then obviously some of the news and stats in there we get you caught up on. Um, the big bulk of the show now is our Ducks news. Plenty to talk about this team in addition to these games. Obviously, we already mentioned uh, a little bit about uh, some trade rumors with Henrik. We've got some other trade rumors coming up here. Um, the latest thing, I guess, is Ryan Getzloff. He missed these last two games against the Sharks. He had a lower body injury. Didn't seem to be a big deal, Eddie. But then uh, somebody posted him out shopping, buying some balloons or something on, on the day of the first two games but between San Jose. And that became a big deal. So then, of course... That started a whole thing, right? People were like, is he really hurt? You know, what's going on? Is he like, is he going to be traded? And all that kind of nuts, which remember we had trade rumors about him prior to the season. We had heard a bunch of stuff and we had said it didn't look like that was going to happen. We said maybe at the trade deadline, if anything's going to happen, uh, something like that. Again, if they want to clear cap space, right? Like we were talking about with Henrique. Um, and that's what one uh, person on Instagram asked us, Jesse Holiday 3 you know, what does Getzloff's future look like with the team? And I, you know, I think we addressed this before, but it sounds like because him being the captain and whatnot, that if the Ducks want to bring him back and do a Solani thing and, you know, maybe one or two year deal here and there, they could do that. Um, if he really wants to go to a contending team and try and win another cup and he asks for that, they, they may try to work that out with him. But you remember the last time that we had heard from him publicly talk about all this, he said he wanted to stay in Anaheim and bring another cup to Anaheim. So my take would be that he would try to stay with the team and would not want to be traded. Uh, things can change, but I, that's kind of the stance that I see where he's at right now, Eddie. Yeah, I, I can't see him playing for any other team but Anaheim. But stranger things have happened. Uh, you see Joe Thornton over there in Toronto now. So who knows? I just from from everything I've read and everything I've heard, it seems like he wants to stay in Anaheim. He prides himself to being on one team, and a lot of players they, they take that to heart, that loyalty. Um, I think he always, you know, he, he he's I think he's one of the best captains in the league, and he does 
No, yeah, his 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 production isn't there like he was five six years ago, but he still produces. He still opens up and creates opportunities for other players. So I think you know him staying with the Ducks. It just makes the most sense. He already has a cup. He has his family. He just bought a new home. I just, there's no reason for him to leave unless he wants to go and chase that cup, and that's going to be ultimately on him. I don't think the Ducks are going to ask him to waive his no movement clause or anything like that for him to be gone. So it's going to be his decision, but I can't see him going. I think he's going to stay a duck uh, as long as it, 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 as long as he wants to play. He's going to stay a duck. Yeah, I agree 100. Uh, percent Like we said, the only thing that would change is if for some reason he really wanted to go to a team and try and win a cup again. You know, at one last minute shot or something like that, which we've seen other uh, players do that. But for now, I think he stays. Um, so we'll kind of break down more of the duck stuff this whole season again we, we've kind of put in this new segment under the ducks um news our, our big uh, section here in the middle of the show where we talk about the good the bad and the ugly so you know it's not all bad i don't want to be all gloom and doom i know he <laughs> and i are kind of pessimistic but we're also realistic right the good stuff that's been going on with this team if you look at it it's really been the d- defense for this team and i know you're sitting there going well great defense well i mean we've got to look at all of it right i mean you know their goals against per game is uh, 2.54, which is seventh best in the league. The penalty kill's been outstanding, uh, just under 86%, fifth best in the league. And Gibson, yeah, his record's not the best, but he's still putting up decent numbers: uh, 2.48 goals against and 9.18 save percentage. And of course, Miller's been doing pretty well too, uh, holding down that second spot as we all know he uh, has been doing. You know, uh, for the Ducks recently, so. I think that's the good thing, Eddie, is I, I, looking at the team, they can build off this part, and uh, we'll address the bad and the ugly in a minute, but I mean, you have this core, you, you've got your goalies in net, you have a, a really solid penalty kill, you have a decent defense, uh, if they can just build off this and then obviously work on scoring, which we'll get to in a minute, or if you want to address it now, it's fine, but that's obviously the bad part of this team, or actually the ugly part, I should say. Um, so there's a good base there. That's the good thing with this team. It's trying to improve upon this, which is also a podcast poll question we did. We brought that back. We're trying to do those every show as much as we can and talk about how to fix this team. But I like the core and what we have there. It's just really trying to go to the next step, Eddie, because with that base, it's good, but there is a lot of work that needs to be done. Yeah, you have to play the full damn game. I don't care who you are or what sport you play. If you if you come out and don't play the full entire thing, you're not going to have success. And it's not fair to kind of throw that, that responsibility on your goaltenders. It's like, hey, well, we don't feel like coming out for the second, the first, or the third, or whatever. We're just going to half-ass it. Our goalie can take care of it. It's, it's not fair. It, just, it gets annoying. It gets overrated. It's just... It's just gonna get frustrating to the point where it's just like screw this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go that make that extra. Let's say I don't know. I, I I can't see a goalie keeping his his motivation up like that to keep pucks out of the net when your team's not playing in front of you. It's just like what's the point? It's just gonna get frustrating. Or he's gonna get injured, and then what happens? You're gonna put all that that responsibility on Miller, and you're gonna do the same thing to Miller. You know, you're gonna put you know all that responsibility on him, and he might just break down, and and then and then what? You're gonna force to bring up. Uh, or um, Stolars and it's just uh, that revolving thing it's not working out like you have to play better in front of your your goal you have a, a hell of a goalie you have a, a two two great goalies a great backup and a, an elite superstar starter in Gibson it just you're not supporting him enough if you just could just play the full game you'll have more success those goals will come in 
uh, less goals will go in. I guess Gibson's doing all he can, but he, he can't be stopping the third or fourth chances. Like that's impossible for goalies to do that. So I just uh, the good is is the goaltending and 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 the penalty kill. The penalty kill. I I don't really get afraid when the Ducks take a penalty. It's not like I'm not sitting here biting my nails like oh they're gonna get scored on because they've been so good at keeping that puck out of the net. And for some reason they seem to play a little bit better when they're a man down too. So that that's a really positive thing for the Ducks. Yeah, and I, you know, part of the the bad part goes into what you're talking about with that goalie uh, situation too, Eddie. You know, leaning on Gibson, leaning on Miller too much, as you talked about. The Ducks averaged 27 shots on net. Okay, that's 28th in the league. It's not enough, right? Then they give up almost 30 shots against, which is in the middle of the league at 17% or 17th um, place. So, you know, the shot thing is not helping out. Also, puck possession, I like to throw this in here too because I know some of you out there are, you know, like uh, these you know, stats and, and whatnot. And in terms of that, the Ducks are not doing themselves any favor and also not helping out the goalies. You know, with these numbers that you want to be above 50%, that basically means that your team is controlling the puck more in the opponent's zone. Well, the Ducks are just short of that. They're right around 48% uh, with the Corsi and Fenwick uh, four stats. Uh, and just a reminder, Corsi is, is all the shot attempts that are taken into account for both teams. And Fenwick's the same thing, um, but it's looking at the unblocked shots. Not So if there's a blocked shot, they don't necessarily count that. It's just kind of the way that they both do it. But they're basically looking at the shot attempts and calculating it against the teams that they're playing and figuring out, okay, how much time is being spent in their own zone or the other zone? And right now, the Ducks are spending more time in their zone. That's what that basically means, breaking it down. And it's not bad. I mean, they're 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 not far from 50%, but still, you, you want to be above 50. You want to be in the other zone. You want to control the puck. You want to be doing more of that, um, which was surprising. They did really well in that second overtime against San Jose. I, I thought they were going to score. They had some great chances in there, which was surprising because usually three on three, they're not as good. So those are some issues that have been going on. Another issue... I have to call him out. Shat Kirk, he's really upset me lately. Um, you, you go over and you get this player, you know, this whole win now mentality. And Murray's like, yeah, we're going to get this guy. And, you know, that's the big move the Ducks do in the offseason other than, you know, they brought back Derek Grant, obviously. But um, he's been a penalty machine. He's taken 12 uh, total penalty minutes, the most on the team. He's tied with uh, Lindholm. But it, it's not even that. It's The penalties are lazy. Um, some of them that he's taking, it, it, they're just unnecessary penalties. And he's not doing a whole lot to contribute as much. He's got a couple assists, but you know, thank, thankfully the penalty kill is great. But also, if if you want this team to do better and get better puck possession and more shots on net, you got to stop leaning on the penalty kill and the goalie so much. You, you don't take these lazy penalties. And he's just on my crap list for now. Um, and I've seen other people get upset with him too. Um, I've seen a lot of you guys out there not happy, and I, I agree. Um, it hasn't cost the Ducks too much, but I mean, dude, the guy came from a Stanley Cup team and he's supposed to be our top four guy that's going to lock it down. And um, he hasn't been terrible, but you know, Eddie, I think we expected a little bit more. Oh, yeah, definitely. I really haven't uh, recalled a game where I, you know, mentioned like, hey, man, Shattenkirk made that hell of a player, or, or, you know, he, he was the game changer of this game. Yeah, I, I didn't expect him to come and be a savior and pretty much turn the Ducks around and make them an instant contender by bringing in one defender. But I expected them to have uh, be better on the stats, be better on the power play, and him to produce a little bit more and and kind of help like, the team produce more. It just seems like he's playing with that, that traditional Stanley Cup hangover uh, mentality, and it's not working out. 
Um, yeah, I get it. He's not. He, he's coming on a team that's that's not in the the same position as Tampa is. So maybe the 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 whole motivation level for him might not be there. I mean, it shouldn't be like that. But if that's the case, then he shouldn't have signed with the, with the Ducks just for the weather or something. But he he needs to play better. He he's a top four defenseman. He has a lot to offer. He has uh, a lot of offensive uh, possibilities that he can help the team. And he needs to get up to that and and start. Start, start making plays. Start making plays happen. Start putting points in. Start setting up teammates to get those points. Help out with the power play. Get, get them on the board. Uh, get the, the power play percentage up. He, he, he needs to play better. He needs to stop taking these lazy penalties. And, and definitely, like I said, play better, play better, play better. I can repeat that 20 different times. But we, we expect more out of him, and he, he should expect that from himself too. Yeah, exactly. And I'm hoping that that will change, uh, especially with Manson being out. You know, they got to lean on Chattenkirk a little bit more. So they got to figure that part of it out. The other part that's been a problem, and I know we beat a dead horse, has been the scoring. That's been the ugly part for the Ducks. They're averaging 1.85 goals per game, which, of course, is last place. And the power play, they've only scored twice, which is also the worst in the league. So they've got to work on the scoring. Uh, another problem that we've talked about. And we'll provide some uh, solutions to this too. We're just kind of given the overview of some of these things. Uh, but we, we put it back on the fans too about all this stuff because after that losing streak, everybody was really upset. So we threw out the poll question, you know, well, how do you improve the Ducks, right? Like we want to hear from you guys. We all know that they need to do better on scoring, but that, I mean, that's a no brainer. But how do you improve this team? What do you need to do outside of that? Uh, we know that the Ducks tried to do a trade with uh, Dubois earlier. We'll, we'll talk about that. So we put that on there. We talked about getting a new coach, a new GM, or just doing all the above and blowing it up. I also took other suggestions as well. And looking at most of this, Eddie, the biggest thing everybody said was new GM. Uh, a third of you said that, uh, 35%. And then 37% said everything, coach, trade, GM. And then trade was... Uh, 20% and then new coaches on 8%. So, you know, I don't think the coach is the issue for sure. Uh, you and I have talked about, Murray, this isn't a new thing. You and I have not been happy with the way some of the things have, have gone with him. Um, but to me, I, I don't see the new GM being uh, what will happen. I'm not saying I disagree. I, I just don't see it happening. The Ducks right now, technically a 500 team, right? They're 5-5-3. Five, five uh, they're on the board. Of, you know, they've been hanging around fourth place, fifth place, whatever. And I think if, as long as they're in the hunt, so to speak, I, I don't see Murray going. So, you know, if, if that's not going to happen, then I think the Ducks do need to make a trade and do something. Or, like, and we'll get to in a little bit, uh, bring up some players. Obviously, Zegras, right? Everyone keeps talking about Zegras. So, uh, that's another thing. But what do you think about this poll, Eddie? And trying to, how, how do you fix a team? Like, you know, the Ducks do well defensively, but they're not doing well offensively what do you think you you know obviously a lot of people think it's the gm I, I like we've said i don't think that happens but what do you do you make a trade you bring up zegris um what's your thoughts i say blow it all up uh, I, I i hate changing things and I, i'm like i'm a creature of habit but at this point i'm saying blow it up and i'm saying that not just like oh trade everybody let's get rid of everybody fire the coach and no, i'm saying start with the, the the highest thing that 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 seems to be an issue each year is a gm we need a new GM, and I, I know a lot of you agree. I see you know, some of you guys write me. I see your comments on social media. I, I think it's time for Murray to, to be gone. Bring another GM and let him kind of mold the team and the culture that he wants. If he wants a new coach, bring in a new coach. If he wants to trade certain core players because he wants to bring in other core players, let him do those trades. Let him build a team that he wants because obviously the team that Murray has isn't working and hasn't been working. And it, it, I don't see it working in the future. 
That that's why I'm with blow it up. Do we do I think that we need a new coach and he's the problem? Absolutely not. Do I think that some of these core players need to be traded and they're the absolute problem? Absolutely not. But if it's going to take for the Anaheim Ducks to be winners again and to be contenders and to win the Stanley Cup, then I'm all for it. I, I don't care. Even trade Delorier. It sucks. I like I love him. He's my favorite player on the Ducks. But I don't care what it has to take. Like like that team, that logo on the front is more important than the player on the back. Bringing a championship back to, to Anaheim is the most important thing. And that should be the, the thing on everyone's mind is win, win, win. Not this win now mentality that these these little poli- these political words or you want to be a politician or you want to be a fifth grader promising more recess when you, you, you're elected school president. I don't care. I, I'm tired of hearing the same shit from Murray all the time. The same fluffy words and feel good words. No, it's not working. I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear the blanket statements. I don't want to hear the, oh, we didn't get enough pucks on net or blah, blah, blah. We heard it. Save your little template for someone else. I think it's time for him to go and let this new GM that we bring in build his own team and build his own culture and get us winning again. And I'm sorry I'm going off, but it just I'm getting frustrated and tired of Murray. Thank you for everything you've done for the Ducks in the past. It's time to go. And, and seriously, stop with the blanket statements. Stop with the templates. We, we, we've heard them all. I bet you every fan on every social media platform can quote you and, and pretty much know what you're going to say next. Amen. I mean, that's all I can really say. I mean, I, I didn't expect that from you either, but you're not wrong. I mean, and there's a lot of people out there that feel that way and that are not happy and think that there needs to be a change. And, you know, we had Don Quixote uh, 89 asked about Dallas Akins. Is he the correct coach for our players? And you said yes, and I agree. I don't think it's the coach. Just like most of you that voted in the poll, that was the lowest one. Uh, you know, 8% of you thought that. The most of you thought new GM uh or or all the above basically you know i know that kind of involves the coach but more so trade and blow it up kind of a thing is what we were looking at and that's where i'm at too i I think that's that's what you're going to have to do to get this team going in the right direction they've tried to make trades right we've seen that before and and we ended up doing the shattenkirk one this last time and then uh, the one that didn't go through was the Dubois trade, right? We mentioned it on the last show, if you didn't catch it. We won't go in the full discussion there, but they tried that. The Ducks were one of the finalists in that, one of the last three teams, actually. It did not work out. And now the Ducks are connected to another player to try and trade and fix, which, I mean, this is a whole thing. that We're going to take some time on this. And we'll also talk about Zegras, too. That's the other big one for me is bringing him up. I said that on the last show. Eddie said that, too. Um, we'll go into what's happened so far in the, the couple games of the goals. But as far as the trade part, you have D'Angelo now. This is the, the latest one that the Ducks have been connected to. They said that four or five teams had looked into him. According to Bob McKenzie, the, the Ducks were one of them. Now, the current situation is he didn't get traded at, at the time of us recording the show. He actually got sent down on waivers, got unclaimed. And basically from what McKenzie's saying is plan B is if they don't trade him, then they would try to buy him out at the end of the year. The The issue that the Rangers are having is they don't want to retain a large amount of his salary and they don't want to take on some kind of other contract either. So they're, they're kind of in a, a bind here is what's going on. And so, you know, there's a lot that can be said about this guy. Um, we, we try to stay out of uh, world events and politics and stuff like that. He's he's decided to go to social media and kind of engage in some of those things. That's you know irritated some people. 
There's also been some fake news stories out there about him, which they came out and dismissed, which that caused more problems. But it's unfortunate. This guy had 15 goals and 38 assists last year in 68 games. Played great. Uh, you know, it'd be you could get another guy like that and add some more offense, especially uh, you know the way this team's been going. But of course, the problem is all the drama uh, surrounding him, Eddie. Uh, it's just frustrating, you know. I, I I would I would like the Ducks to get somebody like this, right, or a Dubois player like we talked about, but um, you just can't have this off ice drama. There's there's too much of it, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, they said that the Ducks did I think quote unquote their due diligence uh, looking into him, uh, but I it's the good thing is the Ducks are still out there looking to do trades. Um, that that's the positive part of this. But uh, this is one that definitely kicked the tires, and, and I say the Ducks keep looking, Eddie. We, we don't want you know any drama. That's the good thing about this team. We don't have that off-ice drama that some teams have. And um, if the Ducks aren't going to be a contender, that's fine. I, I you know We'll see how the season plays out, but I don't want to add drama just to try to make ourselves a solid playoff team. No, definitely. I think we can pride ourselves uh, in Anaheim where we don't have those off-ice issues where players – you know, are, are doing stupid things or we have to have some PR person come in and do a statement to kind of do some, some I guess, PR damage report. It, it just seems like this guy just can't get over himself. He's always, he's had issues in juniors. He's had issues in Tampa, issues in Arizona, now issues in New York. And it's, it's not just this season. He had issues last season in New York too. This guy just something's wrong with this guy. I don't know if he's dealing with a lot of mental health issues or, or what is going on with this guy, but he just can't pull it together. He's just he has a loaded gun. He's shooting himself in the foot. That's all he's doing. These teams don't don't want that kind of drama and that kind of heat. And I, I hope the Ducks don't go for him. Yeah, I I see his stats. He's you know he seems like he could put the puck in the net and create scoring opportunities, but it's not worth the headache, the PR nightmare, or bringing that. That, that negativity back to the Ducks because, you know, what's he going to tweet out? What's he going to do? Uh, what kind of altercation is he going to get with the teammate? Him and Yorgioff already got into a physical altercation. And so I, I just don't, we don't need that. We have a young group of Ducks, and we don't need someone toxic like that to, to kind of influence them or, or to bring them down even more. I, I just – it's too many issues with Tim. I, I don't know. It's going to – uh, teams that have to sit down with him and really lay it down and, and kind of censor him. I think he deserves it. I'm not one to censor anyone, but dude, shut the hell up. Like I get it. You you want to you know you want to voice your opinion and yeah that's good. But right now in your profession, that's that's not the right thing. And, and honestly, too, I'm, I'm I, I I don't care if I agree with him or I disagree with them or I agree with someone or I don't disagree with someone. I just don't want to hear your your political stuff or what you have to say about a life that you got that, that you don't live you don't live my life and you're going to sit there and tell other people how to do it and what's right and what's wrong you're paid to play professional hockey so shut the hell up and play hockey i mean that's what that, that's my thing of it same with celebrities when they go out and start doing their causes and stuff dude just shut the hell up and act you get your award you guys live a lifestyle that i, I can't even dream about living and you're over here telling us you know you're you're you know positions on things it just it's annoying this dude I, I think he could have been a great player he had some uh defensive issues but it just he just seems that he just just too full himself and then after he got scratched too he just couldn't get over that and it just trickled down down from there 
I think one of the reasons why teams didn't claim him on waivers is because the cap, the uh, the, the the little flat cap, the flat cap, excuse me. But I think a part of it too is just him. Like you, you just don't know what what to expect from him. It's like do you have to hire a different or another PR team if you have a player like this, just not knowing what he's gonna do or, or what's he gonna say next. You know, I, I I believe in second chances too, and I hope that he figures his stuff out and he starts to grow and mature and, and be a good NHL player for another team. I just don't want him with the Ducks. I don't think the Ducks need that kind of issue. I don't need that kind of headache for them. So I, I hope that they go and start exploring other trades, just not this one. Yeah, that was the only thing that kind of surprised me was when they said that the Ducks were looking at him. I'm like, wait a sec, what, why? I mean, we're that's what we're happy about is that the Ducks have been trying to do trades and improve this team. Um, as we said with the Dubois trade rumors and all that, and that finally went through. And then this one came up, and that's where I was happy. I'm like, okay, the Ducks are still looking to trade and, and add offense and whatnot to this team because you know it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that's our biggest problem. But when I saw this, I was like, really, guys? I mean, come on, let's not let's not go for some drama. So um, they'll be curious to see what happens to him. But you know, it's one thing that I preach. Uh, and we talk about on this show and actually with all my staff too is I mean if you have your political opinions and things like that or world issues and and you want to go off on those things on social media that's up to you but as as representing this uh, company that we have I, I don't do that I don't partake in that because uh, I know that no matter what there's there's different opinions on each side and you're gonna isolate uh, people on either side so I don't care I, you know this isn't a political show that's why we don't do that a couple times we've hinted at things here and there and we just keep it at that we just try to focus on sports and that's what we do and I think Eddie hits a good point there when you're an athlete too um, you're out there to play a game not saying that you can't go out there and voice your opinion on social media and do all this but you got to realize once you go down a certain path, I mean, that's the path you're going to have to keep going down then. I mean, and it's just the way, especially the way of the world now, and not, again, not getting too involved in it. You just got to be very, very careful with the stuff that you put out there um, on social media because I, I've seen other people in my situation do stuff and, uh, you know, I shake my head. So I'm hoping the best for him. I'm hoping it works out. I, I, I hope, like Eddie said, he gets a second chance, just, just not with the Ducks. I, I think if the Ducks don't, end up doing some other kind of trade now, right? They keep looking. But the other option, and this is the option that, God, it's like a, this is a no-brainer to Eddie and I, is just bring Zegras up. Like, we want Zegras. That, that's like our slogan. We make a t-shirt. We want Zegras, right? We should start doing a chant. Um, this guy has been off the chain. Uh, he's leading the goals right now. Um, they, they've won their first two games. He's got five points, uh, two goals, three assists. If you count preseason, he's got um, nine assists total. Plus, he's got that uh, shootout goal as well. So, I mean, he's been doing awesome. Drysdale got a goal and assist in the second game. And it's it's time, man. I mean, the goals team's been doing great. And, yeah, the whole thing about let him sit down there and develop and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I get that. Don't rush him. You know, Murray talks about that. But you know what? Sometimes there's exceptions to the rule. And for me, Eddie, Zegris is an exception to the rule. I say bring him up. Let's see what the kid can do. And if he plays one game and does horrible, which he won't, then fine. But if I'm there, I'm like, dude, you've already seen how he's done these couple games. Uh, if you want to wait another couple games, maybe. But I think at some point this season, you got to give this kid a shot. I think he's an exception to the rule. 
I don't think you keep them in San Diego or technically uh, Irvine, right? Because that's what they're playing uh, for the whole season. And that's that's my two cents. Uh, I say give them a shot, Eddie. Yeah, I don't know if, if Murray doesn't want to waste the money on, on bringing him over. I know it's a, it's a long drive, the gas, the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, he looked really good. I, I caught one of the, the goals games. It was He looked confident. He attempted to try that little uh, that Michigan move. I know some people were saying no, he didn't. It was a fake. No, he he went for it. He just he saw a pass and those three uh, those three defensemen were sitting there just watching him. But he just has that swag right now and that that confidence. It's borderline cockiness, but I kind of like that. I, I don't know why I like it. He he know he he knows he's a badass player and and he kind of proved it in his first pro game. He looked like he he belonged there. If not, he. And part of it looked like he didn't belong there. Like he was just a little bit too good. I, I like to see how it folds out throughout the season. I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, buy into the the AHL uh, TV so I can watch more of the the goals games too because I don't really catch a lot of them. So I'm gonna try to watch some of those and, and watch these young guys develop so I can I can get, get, I kind of get a better feel on, on on like what kind of players they're they're developing into. But I, I I'm with it. Bring them up. Let's see what he can do. I don't want him up permanently. That's just my thing. I think San Diego right now, he that's his team. Like yeah, he's he's still the rookie and obviously he's not the captain or anything, but he just he, he's going to be like heavily relied on in big time situations on the power play, on situations where the where they're going to be down and need goals, are they going to need the, someone to go in there and create a chance for them to win? I think he's going to be really leaned on for that and they can kind of build that team around him. And focus on him, and he can get used to the, the kind of playing in that professional environment. So when he comes up to the Ducks, hopefully his development will let him transition to the superstar, and they can build a team off of, and he can create that and bring that success that he had in uh, San Diego to the Ducks. I do want to see him, like I said, maybe ten games in with the Ducks. So let's see him this season. I, I don't want him staying any longer. I, I know one of our writers, George. Um, he 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 mentioned something about just he just threw it out there about uh, maybe there's some coaching issues with like coaching the the coaches and uh, on the Ducks with themselves or I don't know something's going on with Anaheim and I wouldn't want him being in that toxic environment and kind of learning bad habits from some of the guys that that you see the bad habits coming from and thinking that's an okay way to play no no I, I don't want that at all but I do want to see what he can do. Uh, up with the Ducks and up in the NHL, playing against the best in the world. Uh, look at the, the the Senators, Tim Strutzel. He he looks he looks great. He he has a hell of a shot. He he's doing well over there. So, you know, why not bring him up? Let's bring him up sooner than later. Uh, let him get his feet wet. Let him learn, and then let him go back down and tear it up in San Diego. Then, when he's developed and ready, bring him up full time. Especially when the Ducks are, are going to be in a better position and. I guess have a better a better future and be closer to being contenders again and not just kind of stuck in this little middle portion where, where we're just writing or saying template things after the games when you lose them. You know, another thing to consider too with this, Eddie, is some people talk about Zegris and they say he's like the future Getzloff, right? That they believe he'll be the team captain, you know, uh, and, and do all these things for Anaheim in the future down the road. So another thing to think about is, okay, if the Ducks aren't trading Getzloff and maybe he doesn't come back or he does, we don't know the full plan yet, right? Uh, he could retire. Uh, maybe they bring him back at a, you know, one or two year short deal or whatever. 
Another concern is maybe you bring Zgres up, let Getzloff mentor him for a couple of games. At least get him that experience, especially if Getzloff is gone at the end of the season. I'm not saying he will be, and I'm not saying that that's going to happen. But, you know, a strange thing happens. If he does decide to retire or he gets traded or something, I don't know. Maybe it would be good for him to go up there. Just get a little bit of that experience, like you said, and send him back down uh, for the long haul. And I think that's, you know, another similar thing. We had a question from uh, on, on Instagram from Runes04 and Mainland Chuck. Adam T. Tent, well, geez, a whole bunch of people. Everyone's asking about Zegris on Instagram um, and Drysdale and when are they getting called up and, in you know, is it now or in the future? I think for of the two, Zgres would be one where you could come up and get him mentored and do that. I think in terms of the Ducks' blue line, I think that's a little bit trickier situation because right now, yes, Manson's out, but you have Hutton and Hakapa who are doing pretty well. Um, Larson, who's been kind of so-so, has been doing okay. And like we said, the Ducks are doing fine defensively. Um, five on five and shorthanded and whatnot. Like we said, Shattenkirk's kind of taking some dumb penalties. But overall, the blue line's been pretty solid. So that's why I think Drysdale would be something that they might hold back on a little bit more. But with Zgres, you can bring him up and, and have him be mentored, uh, especially when you don't know necessarily what Getzloff's future is next season, uh, You know, unless there's something that, that obviously we don't know yet. Yeah, you know what, too, with with the with Zgris, I think part of it, because I was thinking about this, too, the other day, I wouldn't want him to play the full season because the chances of him winning the Calder Cup this season is not really going to lean in his favor, especially being a lot of games out already. Let, let him play, you know, some of the games this season, bring him up full-time if he's ready next season, and I think he has a shot at winning the Calder Cup, or Calder Trophy, not Calder Cup, sorry. the Cal- Well, maybe the Calder Trophy, but... He, he has a chance of winning the Calder Cup next season. I think that would be pretty cool for him to add that to his resume. It would be cool for the Ducks to have a, a Calder Trophy, I guess, rookie on their team. I don't know. It's, just, it, it's, it's a weird situation right now, and we're going to have to just wait and see. Uh, I definitely want to see him. I'm anxious to see him, but I don't want him rushed. And I think that's where we're at. I think that's unfortunately why a lot of people are upset because that's pretty much – what the GM is, I, I, you know, that's been Murray's MO when you listen to him talk. You know, fortunately, uh, I'm part of that that group, the uh, Orange Alliance. So I get to see him. Um, he's been doing, uh, you know, some Zoom talks now, too. So I get to watch and see what he says. And I write those articles for you guys. So you guys get some insight into what he's talking about. And that's definitely a concern for him. So I, I think that's where we're at. Uh, another option too, we had uh, B Brody. He also asked, "What about Chase DeLeo? You know, he's done well too. He's got two goals and two assists, and bringing him up to to play, and I think it's a great idea. But you and I uh, talked about this. The issue with him is waivers and going back down, and him getting picked up. So that's why I don't think he'll come up, Eddie. No, I. You know what? Watching him play the other day too, he looked so excited to to be playing hockey. I just his. Him scoring, just the the emotion he had, he he just looks really happy and super excited to be playing. It's, I, I love that. I love seeing seeing that that passion. You can see that that fire and passion just just coming out of him. He's gonna have a great season in San Diego. It, so I don't think he's gonna get called up just for that reason because I think if he gets tries to get sent back down, yeah, he might get claimed. And I don't think the Ducks want to lose him and in their system. So I just I I love seeing his passion and how just. How excited he looked to play! That was really, that was really positive for me. It was really good to see. So, yeah, I, I agree, and I think 
that that's why they're going to hold on him. And we'll uh, kind of wrap in more fan questions here. It's kind of our third segment. Uh, a lot of questions about all these young players and bringing people up and whatnot. Um, Alex Rodriguez, you know, we're talking about Zegris, Drysdale, DeLeo and all that. He says, do you think the development of the young guys is at the right pace? It seems like it's going a lot slower than I want it to, which I think that's what a lot of fans feel like. Um, he says that they're improving each season, which is good. Uh, he also mentions Comtois, who you and I have talked about being a great uh, player in the future. And he, you know, he had a couple more goals here uh, this last couple games against San Jose. So now he leads the team with five goals, which is an example of someone that we talked about bringing up fast. And we like what we're seeing. So I think the development has been right uh, for the most part. And it's tough. It's this balancing act. And I don't think it's necessarily easy. It's, you know, you want to bring a player up, you want to do well and excel. And then, like you said, you don't want to rush him. So I think, like, Comtois was great. It was the right move. Of course, he got hurt, which that that was really unfortunate. But I, I love what I'm seeing with him. I think Zegres is in the same type position as him. And I think that, you know, he could get in a handful of games this season and, and see what he can do. Um, like we were talking about. And, and as far as the rest, I, I don't know if they'd push the rest. The only way, like I said, Drysdale, maybe if there's more injuries on the blue line. Um, but I, I think they would want to have them get that long-term haul, like you said, in there. Go for the, the Calder uh, down in San Diego and, and do as well as they can. But yes, I, I would like to see him come up a little bit. And I do think overall the development of the players has been fine. Uh, I don't think that's the issue necessarily with this team, as we've talked about, Eddie, uh, with the GM and whatnot. I don't know that that's the issue. The issue is building a team that can contend offensively, which this team cannot. And this team's built solid on defense and goalie, but you know we got to get the uh, forwards going. And I like what I'm seeing, but yes, I, I do want to see Zegras soon. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? With, with Zegers too, I think the just the kind of player he seems. I think when he gets called up, he's gonna do everything in his power not to be sent back down. Like he's gonna force the Ducks to keep him up. He's just gonna. I, I don't know. It's 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 just. I, I guess I'm split. Like part of me wants him to stay down. Part of me wants him to get to uh, attempt to get a, a Calder Trophy uh, for the best rookie next year. But then part of me wants to see what he can do and, and bring him up. And I don't know. I just. It's going to be really exciting when they do decide to call him up, and we can see his his first game and and see what he can he can produce and do. I hopefully it's not on a Tuesday night. If not, I can't. I'm not going to go play hockey that night. I'm just going to see what's what, what's going to go on there. But it's just it's going to be interesting. The uh, Comtois has been pretty good uh, this season. The the pucks finally going in the back of the net for him, and I like the the, the physical element he brings to the game. A few of the guy a few of the guys I went to high school with, and I used to play hockey with. Uh, they play that pro beach hockey stuff with them, and they know him pretty well too. So I, I guess the, I guess those roller hockey boys really helped him, uh, helped his play this season. But yeah, um, I have no issue with development of the young guys, and I, I'm one of the people that would like to see younger guys kind of like just develop more and not just rush them, not not do the Edmonton approach and just throw every rick you have out. And then when they don't produce because their development's not going well, you blame it on them. That's, but I don't know. With this season, if we don't have anything to lose. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's weird. I, 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 Alex, your question, yeah, I, I agree that they're at the right pace. I, I think with some exceptions can be made, and, and hopefully we can see Z come up. And if he does well, don't just 
put him back down because you we want to put him down. But if he really starts, you know, putting that puck in the net, gets some points, or, or creates chances, it really proves that he belongs in NHL. Then keep him up here, regardless of how I feel that he should be down there and not in the environment that he is right now. And one other thing that came up today too, uh, I just want to make sure we mention it before we we wrap up all this uh, questions about the youth and everything. But Zegras was named the AHL Player of the Week, by the way, with his uh, two goals, three assists, and you know five points in, in two games. So just another little thing there to add in there if you didn't catch that. So well deserved for him. And also, yeah, you mentioned Comtois too, Eddie. And we had another question on him on Shredden thirty seven on Instagram, and you know he talks about will he be a twenty to twenty five goal scorer and. I think he could be. I think Comtois is a guy that can do that. He's got five goals already. I mean, he is on pace to do that. Um, granted, I mean, he's he's scoring, you know, kind of in a couple games and not scoring. But uh, I think he can become that player. And I think he's developed that. And that's what we're looking for is consistency over the long haul, as you've talked about, along with Zegris and Drysdale and come to on these guys we want them to be up there and be consistent for a long time and you made a good point about edmonton you don't want to just like oh we got all these first round picks yeah we're gonna throw them all in here and let's rock and roll and see how they do i, I think you do have to be careful i don't think the ducks should do that uh it's just degress is the only one that i make the exception for at least bringing him up to play some games not not the whole season but um, that's where i'm out on that and yes i think come can be a a quality uh, you know 20 goal scorer um, for several seasons. Yeah, same here. Uh, th- this season, he, he he looks good. He looks like he can hit the twenty goal mark. Maybe uh, I, I'd say realistically, a fifteen goal mark would would be something that that's doable. I, I don't know if you agree with that, Mike. Uh, I, f- I think fifteen goals sounds fair for him. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, that's something he can he can strive for this uh, this season. I, I do like how how quick he is to stick up for his teammates too. That that's. That's a quality I love, and that's a thing that uh, that should come second nature to the Ducks, uh, to all Ducks, all hockey players, not even the Ducks players. That that's what still irritates me a little bit about Shattenkirk when when Gibson had the issue, uh, and was ran into. He just didn't really drop the gloves. He just gave a little love taps, and uh, I just don't, I, I can't respect a person that doesn't have your teammates back. I don't care if you're like I said, I don't care if you're gonna get your ass kicked. If it's just a uh, you showing that that showing your goaltender you can have his back, I think. Comtois is a player that that will have your back regardless of who it is. He can be someone the size of a Char out there, and he'll be over there, getting in, jumping, and trying to get in his face if if he ever uh, took a run or hit one of the Ducks players. But yeah, I, I think uh, the, the way he's his development has been going, I think a, a 20, 25 goal score is something that 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 he can be consistent of uh, this season. Hopefully, it's a twenty goal mark. But if he hits the fifteen mark, then that that's good enough for that. And I think the production for 15 goals will be good yeah i agree and you know you, you brought up a good point too about him you know with his grit too we saw him mix it up in these san jose games uh where he was going after you know he gave a good check and then started to get into it too so that's what i like about come he brings all that and you're right another another thing not to, to pile on shattenkirk on this show but i remember that what you were talking about it, that time when gibson you know, got nudged and then Shattenkirk was just kind of like, oh, I'll go up and I just kind of tap this guy like, hey, man, don't do it. It's like, really, dude? Like, you know, that's why we like Manson so much because he goes up there and doesn't take that from anybody. You know, even Lindholm will go in there too and, and mix it up if he has to. So um, that's that's one thing that's kind of bugged me too a little bit about Shattenkirk. He's, he's not, I don't know, he just doesn't seem as motivated, like you said, Stanley Cup hangover or whatnot. 
But yes, I look forward to Comtois. Hopefully, uh, if he doesn't get 20, that he gets 15. That would be a solid year for him this year and then build off of it for next season. We've got time for one more fan question. This one's hilarious. Kind of a late one that came in, Eddie. You and I were talking about this. Kind of joked about what our answer would be. But um, we had uh, LK Laos on Instagram ask, you know, what does it take for the Ducks to become a mainstream reported team in the league? And this is probably the question that all of you at home or, or, or if you're driving or wherever you're at are going, yes, seriously, we get crapped on all the time for not being, you know, one of these big mainstream teams. Uh, my biggest gripe has been uh, basically the outdoor games, right? You know, the Ducks had that one against the Kings in L.A. And that's it. And we've seen the Kings and the Sharks have multiple. And the Ducks get left behind. Then, of course, primetime spots on TV, right? The Ducks aren't on there as much. And we've talked about the All-Star game. That's We've gone back and forth on that. And I, I don't know what it's going to take. Um, maybe getting rid of Bettman? I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> a, a, you know, a new person running the NHL? Uh, a different owners for the Ducks? Which I And I don't have any problem with the Samuelis. I think they're doing a great job. I mean, I really don't have an answer. It, it, it's frustrating. Um the problem being in a smaller market, technically, I know, Anaheim, you're like, what? It, it is a smaller market because it's not L.A. Uh, you know, if we didn't have the Kings, then that would help. So so maybe we could tell the league to move the Kings to another state and that would help, right? No, just kidding. We wouldn't have a rivalry, right? No, we still would have the rivalry. But um, we could boot them out, right? Because we don't want to leave. But I don't really see anything changing with that. I, I mean, it would have to be... Other than winning more games, uh, that that would be it. Putting out a better quality product on the ice uh, overall. Uh, I think if you do that, that would get more attention for this team. I mean, that's how it's been, right? Why do we always see the Penguins and Chicago and all these other teams when they had all those dominant teams? They're always winning. They're always in these prime spots. Um, and I, I think that's part of it. Uh, that won't solve all of it. But unfortunately, the way that this team is situated in Southern California and LA, just everybody knows LA. Yeah, Anaheim has Disneyland and whatnot, and a lot of people know Anaheim, but it's just geographically and market-wise, it's just not LA. Uh, and I hate to say that, but it's just it's just the way it is, Eddie. Unfortunately. Yeah, well, like we're gonna need a Connor McDavid kind of superstar to actually get in the in the radar of them and to be you know reported on more. But the, the, I, yeah, it just it seems like the Ducks are kind of always in the back seat, no matter. We had players like Getzloff playing lights out during his prime, and he wasn't getting that much attention. It wasn't, you know, the spotlight on them. Either that, where you really have to play dirty and, and start a big old rivalry with one of the the, the better teams that, that get those national spots a lot, like Colorado or St. Louis or or when Chicago, once all this goes back to normal, just start freaking having a big rivalry with Chicago and where it's like every game you play, it's going to be just a bloodbath. And you definitely know Chicago's going to have at least 20, 20 or 30 more outdoor games in the next two seasons. So maybe we can just squeeze in there if there's a rivalry, but yeah, it's, it's a smaller market and we don't really have that, that, that kind of that game changer, Connor McDavid kind of player where the spotlight's going to always be on. So I, I I don't mind it though. Uh, I you know we have a good a good fan base. There's a lot of really dedicated and hardcore fans that love this team. They're gonna be here and watch this team day in and day out, um, even when the team's not doing well. Um, and I think another thing that that needs to be addressed too. And I know it's the third time you mentioning, but to make the games available for fans to watch, because you 
losing some of your fan base isn't going to help you trying to get uh, more mainstream. Uh, the, the less fans you have, it's just, that's not good marketing at all. Yeah, that's been a sore spot. We talked about that in the last show, and a lot of people have hit me up about that. And you're right, not having the availability to watch the games as freely as it should be, that it's definitely not helping the situation for sure. So I agree with you on that. Uh, last little part on this, we had one uh, fan want to shout out, GSM underscore 22. So thank you for supporting us. You want a shout out? Here you go. And uh, we'll kind of wind up the show now with the league news. Um, a little bit of news outside the league, uh, Eddie, kind of sad, but I, I know you uh, mentioned this in here, but the uh, the National Women's Hockey League, it looks like it's at least uh, put on halt for now, huh? Yeah, so just uh, the Connecticut Whale, they have just abruptly forfeited a match and they withdrew from the tournament. So there was a, the four teams left that were going to go and compete for the Isabel Cup, but then the league shortly announced that they were going to spend play indefinitely due to COVID-19. That's just unfortunate. It just they were on a platform to to be recognized for their play, and to to, to get more viewers. And then this happens. Uh, I wish they would have done more things to ensure that they wouldn't have any outbreaks or anything COVID nineteen related that's going to suspend their season. But unfortunately, unfortunately, they didn't. So their season's kind of be on a hold, and who knows what's going to happen with them. I wish them all the best, and hopefully, they can get back and finish pretty much what they started. On that yeah that's frustrating I, I hope that they can try and work that out and and you know move forward after uh you know this year basically um you know the other part getting back with our regular league news with the nhl i thought this was interesting eddie um what did you think about this uh draft stuff that darren drager was talking about uh, it's kind of interesting what's, what's your take on trying to push it back you know talking about you know basically just like how their season got kind of halted now they're talking about halting uh, the draft and delaying it i i, I kind of don't like it what do you think i don't see i don't know i don't really see a point in just having two back-to-back drafts for like it just i i don't know I, this is a weird season I, I, I don't like this one bit. It just it doesn't seem it just doesn't seem like it, it, it's gonna work. It, it's weird. I, I don't know why they keep wanting to change. Yeah, I know the COVID thing that they're changing a lot, but I, I just don't see a reasoning for this. Yeah, I get it. A lot of the, the junior teams aren't playing and a lot of leagues aren't playing, but just to push it back, it just it doesn't seem like it's gonna work and I, I don't really see a point in it. Yeah, I, I don't either. I think it would be. I don't know, just be a whole big headache in my opinion. But yeah, I, I don't know, kind of interesting uh, that that discussion came up. I mean, I get it, like you said, with the, the minor league stuff, but still. Um, but um, we got a couple other teams you want to talk about uh, to round, round up the show, uh, Eddie. Uh, Dallas, uh, Detroit, and Washington. Yeah, so Dallas, uh, Kadovin was a healthy cr- a scratch due to internal issues. Uh, their head coach stated that he has very few rules, but you damn well better follow them, in his quote. I don't know what he did. It's been speculated that he was uh, showing up late, or he showed up really late to practice, but that, that hasn't really been confirmed by a, like a credible source. It's just speculation that's going on. But it's just one of those coaches, too, that's sending a message. that that's your, you're pretty, that, that's your number one goalie right now since Ben Bishop is out. And he, he screwed up. He, he broke one of the rules, and he has to pay the consequences. I think it's just th- that's showing uh, uh, something good from the coach that you know he's not gonna you know he's not gonna accept a- any you know breaking of the rules from any player. And if if he has to bench his his starting goalie for that and healthy scratching, then so be it. So I, I respect that a lot. Um, 
as far as the Detroit Red Wings, uh, on February 4th, a tweet came out that they haven't won a game with another uh, in 464 days with another goalie not named Jonathan Bernier. Uh, that was really horrible to, to read and hear for, from the Red, Red Wings' perspective. Um, they finally won a game with Thomas Grice. They won yesterday 4-1, to but 464 consecutive days without another goalie winning a game for your team. Suddenly, the Ducks don't sound too bad. <laughs> that is true. Uh, like we said last year, at least we weren't Detroit. <laughs> yeah, and lastly, too, it's something funny and positive to end with league news. The Washington Capitals. So this guy named Ariel Ben Abraham, uh, apparently he put a tweet out with the pictures of like uh, hockey sticks. He received a, a package that was supposed to be going to the Washington Capitals. It was $5,000 worth of Zdeno Chara sticks. Um, I don't know how he got them. FedEx screwed up and delivered them there. So he, just, he posted a picture and tagged Washington Capitals like, hey, I got your sticks. Um, he, he's a basketball fan, so he didn't really know the significance of those sticks or who they belonged to. Um, they arranged to have the sticks returned. What he did, too, which was really smart and a marketing thing, he capitalized on all this like publicity he was getting, the free publicity he was getting, and he created a hockey shirt for his brand and his business. Uh, True Hockey reached out to him. They made some purchases of his shirt, too. So I think that was a pretty... Uh, Pretty funny story, and 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 glad that he he received them. I mean, I, I, that's the right thing to do. I I would have done the same thing. Minus kept probably probably one or two of the sticks though, and said they, I lost them. <laughs> yeah, you, I would have been like, yeah, here's all the sticks, right? And then you have a couple that you put on eBay or something, right? No, just kidding. Yeah, no, he he did the right thing. But that is that is funny that things like that can happen, and then it turns out to be a good story. So something positive at the end there for sure. And um, we'll keep doing our shows. We've got little announcements right here, like we talk about always, but we'll probably do them maybe every week. Kind of depends on the schedule. Maybe every week and a half. We're trying to at least have enough of the games in between uh, when we do the shows, but uh, we'll keep rocking and rolling. Uh, if you noticed, uh, we had Ronald uh, Ray was doing a lot of designs, a lot of uh, wallpapers, and different things that we've been posting on Facebook. And, uh, man, I'm glad the stuff that he's um, doing, Eddie, uh, it's phenomenal work uh, for us. Yeah, he, he's, a hell of a, uh, he, he's a hell of a designer. Like, his creativity is just like, probably one of the best I've seen ever. He, he just has that, that, that touch on it. And like, everything he touches seems to turn to gold. Uh, I had a, a friend that passed away recently. He, he was a goalie I played with. and uh, One of my buddies, he, he passed away, and, and Ronald went and uh, pretty much did this uh, this whole design for him and it's a way of tribute. I didn't ask him. He just did it out of the kindness of his, of his heart. Uh, he's a really good person. He's doing our, our – our, uh, he designed some Ducks and Pucks logos for us too. We're going to be introducing a, a new Ducks and Pucks logo for our away games so we can just give you something different for the people that, that love our traditional logo. It's still going to be here for all the whole home games and – that's going to be our primary logo, but for all the away games, we're going to introduce you a new away logo. So people that do like change and like new things, you're going to get that too. And hopefully we can get some more work done from Ronald and, and he can showcase some of his talents. And if you guys ever want to, uh, to reach out to him for design work, let us know. We'll put you in touch with them. And definitely he, his work speaks for itself. Yeah, he does great stuff. So, you know, check it out for sure. And, and like Eddie said, if you ever need anything uh, design-wise, we can uh, have him help you out. And, yeah, we're going to have another little logo that we're going to use. I don't know if it'll replace the current one or be like a, a, a third duck logo. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it works out. But we're, we're, we're messing around doing different things, changed up a little bit. So I'm pretty excited about that. 
And uh, we'll still be doing our giveaways, uh, different things uh, as well throughout the season. Um, so look for those. We'll have different things coming up. You can sign up on our patreon.com slash ducks and pucks website. We, we do stuff on there as well. And we have a couple of different store websites. We have tpnhockey.com. And then we also are at On the Volley Apparel. You can go there and search Ducks and Pucks, find our stuff there. You can also go to bit.ly slash DMP gear uh, to find just the Ducks and Pucks themed um, shirts and hats and whatnot. So check that stuff out too. So um, with that, we'll wrap up the show. Uh, We'll be back, like we said, in maybe a week, week and a half. And as always, let's go Ducks.